Welcome to the Church Brand Guide Podcast. My name is Michael Prasad, and I'm hanging out with Brandon Sarig today. Um, we, this is a podcast where we want to serve you as your virtual communications director to provide you with some clear communication strategies, because we believe that confusion is the enemy of your vision. Brandon, how's it going today? How are you doing? It is an incredible day down here in South Florida, and we are loving life. Yeah, man. Uh, so Brandon's in South Florida. I'm in Kansas City. Uh, Brandon's getting ready to plant a church. Uh, I just want to reset for everyone on the podcast uh, just a little bit about who we are. Um, I'm, I'm basically uh, a marketing person, branding person, right? Uh, that's kind of my background. I work with multiple churches uh, with, our, with our company, and we produce the Church Brand Guide podcast as a way to help churches, help serve churches in, in creating brands, because we really believe that it's a great tool for churches to use and, um, and, and just be able to reach more people through the principles and techniques of, of branding. Um, and so, Brandon, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm in the midst of getting ready to plant a church, and I'm in a learning phase where I'm just absorbing as much as I possibly can and visiting churches and trying to understand uh, what's working, what's not working, why it's working, why it's not working, what works in certain areas better than others, so I can uh, have the best launch day and first year that Vibrant Church possibly could have. That's right. And where, where is Vibrant Church? We are going to be in Plantation, Florida, which is a suburb of Fort Lauderdale in the Miami area. And you're, when are you launching? We launched this September. September 15th is the big day. And right now we're in the middle of uh, raising a little bit more money and uh, working on building a team, getting ready for launch day. Excellent. So one of the things that I, um, in working with Brandon, we've helped him kind of develop some branding for the church and strategy based on what he's trying to accomplish, what he's trying to do. Um, one of the great thing that, uh, things that Brandon does is that he, he learns. He wants to basically just learn as much as he can, apply as much as he can um, as he's going through this process of launching a church. Um, so he reached out to um, uh, Hope City and kind of told me about it, right? I'm trying to think how it came together for us to visit this church. Um, but what, I guess what, why don't you tell me a little bit about Hope City because you kind of brought it up to me. Yeah, so Hope City is a church plant that's only like four or five years old in the Houston area with Pastor Jeremy Foster. And they are, uh, like I said, four to five years in. They already have four campuses, not including their online campus. And they're just doing an amazing job of reaching their city. And uh, they've grown a lot over the years. I just wanted to go and see why. There's got to be a reason why that they're being so successful at reaching their community. And I wanted to figure out. I wanted to see it. I wanted to feel it. I wanted to experience it myself so I could learn and hopefully see um, results that uh, and help me reach my city. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, hey, Brandon, why don't you take a moment to uh, introduce that you uh, you have a family, right? You have some kids? I do. I've got four kids. I've got Levi, who's 11, Eden, who just turned nine, uh, Eliana, who is two, and then Benaya, who is seven months. Awesome. That's great. Very, very out of my league. So nice. That's a lot. I think we all just got to meet um, Eden uh, <laughs> a little bit there. So that is awesome. Yeah, so, when you're um, planning new office out of your house. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we, um, we, uh, I got this phone call and Brandon's like, Hey, we got to go check this church out. So we went down to Houston together and, um, flew into, uh, the, uh, there's actually multiple campuses. They've got five campuses. I hope City does. Um, and we checked out several of those campuses. Was it four? How many campuses did we look at? Three? We looked at three. Three. Okay. So I've got some photos. I'm actually going to do a screen share. If you're listening to us on audio, we'll describe what, what we're looking at. If you're looking at this on video, then um, you'll be able to see some of the photos that we're looking at. But one of the things we want to do on the podcast is just share with you uh, what we're learning, um, what, we, what we see and what we learn, and uh, help, help you uh, in whatever phase you are to build something truly great at, at your church. So hopefully this gives you some great ideas uh, by seeing what somebody else is doing who's doing it at a very high level on a marketing branding standpoint. Um, we want to focus mostly on the branding marketing, uh, that part of the conversation. Um, and hopefully, if no matter what denomination, what uh, background you're coming out of, if you're thinking about branding or marketing your church, uh, we just want to provide some great tools and resources and ideas to, to look into. So uh, we have some photos. I'm just going to click through some of these. Brandon, if you wanted to talk about any of them, just jump right in. But um, overall, one of the big things that we saw was that um, Hope City transformed these schools, and the, the, this is a school, um, by putting up some very large graphics throughout the facility. Um, we were able to get some photos of some of the uh, systems that they were using to hang up uh, large signage. You can kind of see how large they are. They're, um, for again, for you guys that are listening, we're looking at some signs that are floor to ceiling, probably 15 feet wide, fabric banners that are hung from the ceiling with uh, magnetic uh, little clips, hooks that they're using um, coming off of some, some grommets. Brandon, what, what was your first impression of some of these uh, signs that we saw? Yeah, one of the things that I so appreciated was the background wasn't just blank, it was pictures. And I think pictures just, like if you go back one picture, Michael, um, it helps build culture. So if you're trying to build a team and say, hey, here's what it's like to be part of um, Hope City Church, this is it right here. You're going to have your hand, you're going to be part of something, we're in this together, and man, look at all the hands. There's a lot of people that are helping make this happen. And I think pictures help create the culture that you're trying to build. Yeah, so Brandon's talking about in the background of the, the signage, they're using photos um, as a background element. So again, if you guys are listening to this, um, it's a black and white photo that's screened back quite a bit. Um, you can see text on top. But really, there's, um, there's a, just a big photo element in the background of people, people in the church, the culture of the church, showing different people happy, smiling. And again, they're big. They're probably 15 feet wide, uh, 10 feet tall, hanging from the ceiling, floor to ceiling. We also saw a lot of signs. The, the, the quantity of signs is something that kind of struck me. So as we were walking through, um, when we first got there, we saw a large team of people setting up. These guys are setting up and tearing down out of a trailer. All of this gets set up on a weekend and torn down after the services are over. Um, so they, they're, um, again, they spent probably, how many hours, Brandon? Do you remember how long it took them to set all this up? I think they said three and a half to four hours, including kids' ministry and the worship environments, and their production's pretty substantial. Okay, 
they have LED walls in their portable environments, um, and those are those are time killers as far as setup go. We're looking right now at some kids' areas. Um, they've uh, used pipe and drape extensively, and uh, some sm smaller uh, little divider panels that are uh, brightly colored. They cover the floors with um, some padding. Looks like they're just uh, kind of this puzzle piece padding that you kind of see around. And um, they just provided a clean environment. I mean, honestly, when I was walking through, I didn't really feel like I was at a school. They just covered up as much as they possibly could. What did it look like from your perspective as you're, you're walking through some of the kids' areas? It, it felt like you were in, in church and the kids' environments weren't in the middle of a gym. They were in the middle of a preschool room and their environments intentionally designed for them, that for those toddlers that were safe, secure, and really fun. Hope City is an ARC church. So they, um, if you guys are familiar with ARC churches, it's just a network of churches that are, are, are planting, uh, churches that are um, have planted. ARC is a, a found, a, actually Brandon, you probably describe ARC better than I would. What is ARC? Um, they're a, a network that provides relationship for churches to um, fulfill the Great Commission um, that aren't necessarily a part of the denomination. However, there are denominational churches that are certainly part of ARC, and they really emphasize on planting churches. They've planted over 800 churches uh, over the last like 15, 17 years. Yeah, so they know what they're doing. Uh, Brandon's an ARC, ARC church plant, Hope City's an ARC church plant. There's some core values that uh, our church plants share. Um, it's this idea of know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. So I'm just fl flipping through some photos right now that have those statements on display as you walk through the facility. And uh, again, photo background, big fonts on top of that, and just letting people know like what the values are. I thought that was really great too, just to be able to walk through an environment and then learn about the church values not necessarily from the preacher preaching, but like through the environment as you're walking through it. The, um, the stage and the auditorium was set up um, really well. I mean, they had some pretty uh, amazing equipment uh, to transform that school auditorium into a really great sounding and great looking um, stage. They had an LED wall on stage and um, it, it looked really good. Any, any thoughts or comments about the auditorium from uh, your perspective? Yeah, they just really try to maximize their space. And uh, it's evident that they spend a good portion of their money on production, on marketing, and creating environments. Where there's some other places where they choose not to spend as much money, such as staffing. But they really make up for that in the way that they lead teams. Um, where the, the team environment in the hallway during a service was exceptional. And it was unlike anything I've, I've seen before. And again, we saw a lot of people. I mean, this church is running. Um, they're out of schools. They're running out of schools, five different um, locations, all in schools. Um, they're transforming all of those schools on a weekend and um, doing a great job with it. And they, they have um, certain rooms that they use at every location. So right now, there's a room that we're showing that is a uh, growth track room is kind of their membership uh, room that they have. So um, there's another room for their serve teams. Uh, they call them dream teams, uh, where you can go get snacks and just check in and uh, th th that type of thing. They actually did baptisms while we were there. 
And uh, it was amazing to see this portable tub set up and then they would give everybody t-shirts and they used a, a bathroom that was close by. So they provided some changing stations and uh, everyone would, um, you didn't have to come like with your swim trunks. Like, they just provided everything so you can get baptized uh, on the spot. And uh, you could sign up ahead of time, but you could also just decide to go get baptized. And then um, that was really neat to see that happening in a uh, mobile facility. Brandon, what, your, what were your, your uh, thoughts on the, uh, the baptisms? Um, they just found ways to celebrate people and make it easy to get baptized. Michael just showed a picture of the, with the women's restroom and they provided um, feminine products. They provided underwear. They provided socks. They provided shorts and t-shirts, um, hair care products. They provided bras, uh, anything that a woman or a man would need in order to get baptized. Like they, they remove your ability to say, no, I don't have the stuff here to let it happen. They have the towels for you, and it's all free. They just give it to them. The attention to detail, I think. Yeah. The attention to detail is was really great. I mean, it made you feel valued. Like, they, they really um, are paying attention to the needs of people. Here's a picture. Um, right now, we're looking at a portable uh, baptism setup. They put a big uh, backdrop behind the, um, the tub where you would get baptized and it says, um, I forgot what it says. Um, I have decided. Yeah, there we go. And then um, the pastor baptizes people and they encourage people in the church to just hang out and celebrate. And it was a, it was a really neat moment. In fact, we had a family that got baptized and the dad was um, being baptized and he looked over to his wife and he just had a grin on his face. And he, he just said, did you hear that? He said, when I come back up, I'm going to be a new man. And like, he was really like, that meant a lot to him. And he, he had to share that with his wife in the moment. And his daughter and his son got baptized. And it was power. And it was all done at a school. It didn't even feel like it. Like, you didn't even know you were at a school. So um, lots of signage going in and out of the school. That's one of the things we noticed is that parking was a considerable distance away from where the auditorium was. So they had to have a lot of signs going all the way out into the parking lots and directing people to where uh, the worship experience was going to be. Yep. Yeah, Brandon, what, what did you uh, think about the, um, I guess, the, the, as you came in, like, what, what was that experience for you? Uh, what did you notice? Everything was on purpose. Uh, everything from the decor on the tables to the positioning of the, the dream team members to the conversations that were happening in certain environments is all on purpose. Everything was happening on purpose. And what I loved about it is their, the branding of welcome home. You belong here. Here's our core values just made it so people felt like they could be a part. Right. And uh, right now we're looking at some uh, photos of one of the auditoriums that they have revamped. And you know what, it, it just, it's amazing for me to see how much they put into this, um, creating a, this is a gym. So if you, if you can see this, this is a gymnasium. Um, I'll describe it. it. They put down carpet on the floor and they actually, they have seats out. There's probably, um, how many seats do you think there are here, Brandon? Uh, I asked them, and there's about 1,050. Okay, so 1,050 chairs uh, set out. In the back of the room, they actually have risers where you, they, they, the seats go up. 
so that people can see towards the back of the auditorium. They have an amazing like LED screen and lights on the stage. The sound system is, you know, they're bringing it in and it's, it sounds amazing in that gymnasium. We're talking fog machine and the, the works. And again, um, this is all load in, load out from a trailer. And um, by the way, the first time they, the, the, when we went, this picture is actually taken on week one of this new campus. And they had to launch this campus in like, was it two or three weeks? Yeah, in a hurry. And it looks absolutely amazing. So um, we'll start to wrap this up. The, the, the reason that we wanted to show uh, this facility and just talk about it on the podcast today, um, it's just one of the things we want to do is just share ideas. Um, hopefully, if you can see this on video, it gives you some ideas of how you can set up maybe a room. Maybe you're in a portable facility. Maybe you're renting a space of some kind. Um, man, I just want to encourage you that you can transform this. And I want to encourage you that it matters. Like the effort that they went into to transform this space matters. It makes parents feel safe to drop off their kids. It makes new people feel like, wow, they are, they are really trying hard and, uh, to make me feel welcome. And that welcome home message, man, I feel it. Um, and I'll also mention that it's not only the facilities that we want to highlight, but it's the way that people made you feel. The people that served in the church as you're coming in made you feel like you were truly welcomed to be there that day. Brandon, is there anything you could speak to on, on your experience with interacting with the people? Yeah, um, there were smiles everywhere, and they did everything they could to put a smile on your face and make you feel like you belonged, and there was a, just an expectation. Like The first campus we went to was on a Saturday night. There were people literally in line waiting to get into the service because there was just a, a, such a high expectation to be in there. Um, and the campus pastors were great. They were leading their teams and just doing the best that they can to make sure that every single person was noticed and felt like they belonged a part of what they were doing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm showing, if you're watching this on video, I'm showing multiple campuses. This is not all one campus. This is three campuses that we visited, um, three separate campuses and three separate schools. Um, so we're showing how they set up uh, in three different areas. One thing I'd also like to mention, like these guys are over the top. This is probably the best mobile setup that I've ever seen, you know, ever anywhere. Um, and we visited a lot of different churches um, and this is just over the top. And it's why we wanted to share what Hope City is doing because of the, just the excellence of what, you know, what they've done and the fact that they are growing and thriving and it's, you know, this is, this is a tool that they're using. It's, yeah. it's about Jesus. It's about the gospel. It's about God. It's always going to be about that. It's about salvations and seeing lives changed and lives turned around. It's always going to be about that. This is just a tool that, that Hope City is using. Um, this great setup and putting forth the effort to transform these spaces so that they're, they're able to, to reach more people in that community, in, in the Houston area. Uh, Brandon, is there anything that you can speak towards? Like, why is it worth this effort? Like, do, do the churches have to do it to this level? Uh, I think that we need to work towards this level because the environments are what build uh, a sense of being known and a place that, like, you can belong and a place that you want to come back to. Where, I mean, you walk into one of these campuses and you feel like you're walking into 2019 
where I think a lot of our churches, we walk into them and we feel like it's like 1719 and everything is dated and you listen to it and it sounds even more like it's 1719. And just creating that familiarity with people of like, hey, we get you. This is all on purpose. Uh, I think that we can all do our best to raise the bar to just make people feel welcome, like they belong, and that the church really is relevant today. And the message, though it has never changed, um, the way that we present it has to. Yeah, that's great. Well, we'll wrap this up um, for today. And once again, I just wanted to encourage um, if you're in a church uh, anywhere, whether in a building or in a, in a mobile facility, hopefully this encourages you and helps you to kind of understand what, what somebody else is doing at a, at a very high level to transform some spaces and, and cause it to be welcoming and, and inviting. It, they're sharing their values as you're walking in. And again, it's not just about the, the nice visuals. Um, they went to extreme measures to uh, help you feel welcome from like the training that people had as you're walking in the bathrooms were set up really nice to where it, you know, they, it's a school bathroom, but it, it actually smelled good. And you know, was uh, transformed to where that mints and some other things in there for you. And it, it just made a difference like in, in helping you feel like this is a place that where I want to be, where my family, I want my family to be. And I think the, uh, the environment just really fed or maybe it's the other way around, like the culture really fed the environment. Either way, um, the whole place just had this welcoming feel to it, and people were very excited to be a part of what was happening at the church. So overall, that's like my really big takeaway that I, that I kind of had is just, man, this really made me feel uh, valued and excited and just helped the message that I heard that morning that we heard when we were there be um you know kind of prepared everything so that the message could be received brandon any final takeaways from from your experience at hope city yeah i think whether you're a church of 50 or a church of fifty thousand, um the biggest principle that i learned there that we can all do is they did a great job of making the people who served feel like family and you watch family take place um from setup time to teardown time to what was happening in the lobby during the service. Uh, and and that's, what, that's what builds culture and you build it through your people. And one of the key phrases that they gave me was, you need to reach the people that can reach the people. And when we do a great job as pastors and church leaders, loving on the people who serve in our churches, uh, they will bring their friends because it's family. And that's what people long for. They long for friends and they long for family. And the better, we, the better we do at creating environments for that kind of relationship to take place, the stronger our churches will be, the better we will be at reaching our communities, and the bigger impact we'll have for the kingdom. That's great. I want to encourage, uh, just get clear uh, with what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, and then you'll be able to make decisions on, is this right for you or not? Again, we just want to present some ideas. Um, to help spark some creativity or innovations for your church. Um, this is not like, man, it has to be this way. Uh, or if you don't have the money to do something like this, then, you know, that's okay. Uh, just start where you, where you are with what you have. And, you know, just be clear about what you're trying to accomplish. And honestly, man, your church could thrive and probably is thriving. Hopefully that's the case. Just by seeking God's wisdom on, with your resources and doing the best you can with it. So once again, thanks.
for joining us on this podcast. Hopefully this is inspiring to you. And I hope you join us again for future podcasts. I want to thank Brandon for being on the podcast. Uh, hey, Brandon, what, what, what are your big plans this week? I know you're planting a church. There's a lot of things in motion. Just a quick snapshot. Where, where are you at in that process? Yeah, so right now we're just setting up meetings with people through social media and people we meet uh, as we're out and about between the Starbucks or grocery store trying to build a team. We have a startup party coming up in March, so we're preparing for that. And this weekend, for sure, I'm going to be watching some really good football games going down. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Excellent. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you next time.